Hey, Ben Affleck. Hey, Anna DeArmas. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast that today is about the film Deep Water. OMG. <laughs> I rewatched the end of it today to just freshen up. If you did your Hey, Julie homework, you'll know exactly what we were talking about. This movie is available in all countries on many platforms, so you better have all watched. This movie is a five out of five stars. Well, Two okay, so up. just... Fill in the audience in. A few things to start. We're doing Deep Water, which we assigned you as homework last week. Should not be a surprise. Then we're doing Survivor. Then we're doing Hey, Julie. On top of that, we have a ticking clock scenario where Danielle has a laptop, but it does not have a power supply for it. So we're just we're just going to see how long we can go until her battery dies. Okay, we're starting with we're starting with Deep Water. Five out of five (laughs) review from you. Um. Did I enjoy myself watching it? <laughs> sure. I did. Mostly out of confusion. Because <laughs> hey. I kept saying, what the hell is this movie? This movie is not good. This movie is, in in no. fact, quite bad. Oh, extremely bad. This is, if anyone listens to the other podcast, How Did This Get Made? This movie is a prime. How Did This Get Made? Suspect. It is not a good movie. But isn't it nice to feel anything when you watch a movie, Brett? That's even true. if it is confusion? That's true. Lots of times you watch a movie and you're like, this is boring. Is I that- feel nothing. Hey, yeah. This is hours before. This is hours before two. one of two films that I did not really care for that much is about to win Best Picture. Power of the Snooze! <laughs> and Snooza! That's, that's Coda. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was not a snoozer, I tell you that. I also did not feel so, super compelled to, like, remain off the phone during Deep Water. Um. Uh, Yeah, I can relate to that for sure. But I also felt it was very compelling because I did sort of have to keep watching because I was like, wait, what? Why? Yeah, I wanted to figure (laughs) out what the fuck was going on. So let's just give a brief. We need to give a brief synopsis other than just saying we don't understand it. So let me give you (laughs) let me for anyone who didn't do the homework. Let me give you a brief rundown. Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas, who were a real life couple, as we all remember from the paparazzi text. Yeah. Duncan yeah. for life. <laughs> um, they play a married couple living in not New Orleans, but somewhere in Louisiana. Not New Orleans. What? Well, hold not on. New Orleans. When did that come about? Did what they say mean? at some point, like, this is not New Orleans? No, but I, I think if it was New Orleans, they would have said it was. Okay, maybe they're in Baton Rouge. They're, yeah, they're in somewhere else. It felt else. like New Orleans to me. Well, wherever it was, and I've been to New Orleans, it looked yeah. way better than New Orleans. It was fabulous. Oh, my God. It was like a restoration hardware everywhere. <laughs> it was incredible. So that's the thing. There's a lot about this movie that I liked. Everywhere <laughs> they went in this movie, I wanted to go. Like, Ben's always going, Ben and Anna are both always going to f- absolutely, like, cooler than any bar you'd see in Brooklyn. Bars, chic restaurants with incredible food, and house parties. The house parties. parties. The oh house parties God. in this movie, there's, like, three, and every single one is the nicest house party you've ever been to. Catered no events. one has jobs. No <laughs> one has jobs in this film. No. Everyone is so rich and yeah. nobody has a job. Yeah, they're living the life. Like, it's it's all 
early 40 something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Anna, like early 30 something people, except for Tracy Lutz. <laughs> and he's the only old person. But he's dating a woman who's our age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're all, for whatever reason, independently wealthy, living in insane old world houses, gorgeous with huge windows and stunning columns and just like old school um, bones. But then they all have incredible coffee makers. Yeah. And and pools. Very, oh my God, the pools in the, I don't know if people have pools in New Orleans. New Orleans is below sea level. But it's very hot there. So, you know, you need to take a dip. Sure, sure. A hot summer day. Everyone has the most gorgeous house with the perfect, like, all the the walls and the, the columns yes. are so perfectly stained and so perfectly run, worn down in, in, That's in an immaculate way. So much character. It's not like a cookie cutter, all white farmhouse kitchen. It's cool. These, It's so cool. Whoever the set finder was, set locator, whatever. Production design. Production design in this movie was was luscious. Absolutely lush. Yeah. So we loved that. So they their life is Ben invented drones. So he retired early. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that has no effect on the movie, but they mention it two or three times that Ben Affleck invented a drone technology that yeah. murders innocent people all yes. abroad. And they're all just the like Hey, why don't you have a job? Why? What are you? What are you doing? Like hanging out on a Tuesday afternoon instead of going right. to your office? Which he does have an office, by the way. That's like an architecture office. He has, he has a- all these drafting tables. He invented drones. <laughs> yeah, he has an office, and he also has an underground lair because he has <laughs> a passion. Batman, <laughs> not for bats, but for slugs Snail in this man. movie. <laughs> So Ben is living the high life. He just goes to, except for he's married to Anna to Armas. Anna hates her daughter. They have a kid together. She hates her kid. She hates the, their life, even though she it hates seems like being a really a great life. Yeah. It seems she like a great life to me. being the richest mom in the world. She's the richest, hottest mom who doesn't even have to stay faithful. Like Ben and Affleck doesn't care. She, the whole thing about this movie well, is. Does he okay. care? Does he not care? He starts caring. (laughs) At first, it seems like it's fine. But it's like, we start, this movie starts when she's had one too many lovers. You know, that's what it seems like. She's doing it too much. But so she's married to Ben Affleck, who many people would call in a good way a daddy. Yes. Like Ben Affleck is in his daddy phase. Big time. Big time. Big daddy. Filling out those fleece vests. So she is a serial cheater. She yeah. is constantly, explicitly cheating on Ben Affleck in front of his face. And in front of his friends. At in front of his house friends. parties. Everyone sees it. His friends go to say to him, Ben, doesn't this bother you? And he's like, it's cool. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Okay. He's like, it's cool. I'm not going to tell her how to live her life. And also I'm... I murder her boyfriends. LOL. Right. Yeah. And then everyone also. And her boyfriends goes, keep getting murdered. Yeah. And, and he keeps saying, I'm the one who's murdering them. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, it's not him. Yeah. He's clearly joking. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He, so, oh my gosh, there's just so much to this movie. So 
We meet them when she, Anna de Armas has a new man. He's blonde. And I did not find him that hot. I was like, Ben Affleck is way hotter than this guy. But so he's the new guy. And so she brings him around. That's the other thing. She brings these lovers to the house and makes Ben cook for them. And then basically is like, thanks, Ben. Now I'm going to go have sex with them. But so this guy, she brings to the house and Ben's talking to him. Let's just call him Blondie. And he's like, oh, Blondie, did you know Anna's old lover, Martin McRae? And Blondie's like, oh, yeah, Martin McRae, didn't he die? And Ben's like, mm-hmm, I killed him. <laughs> and Blondie's like, oh, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> and, and everyone Ben's at the like, party hears this. Yeah. And they bring it up to him days later. Hey, that's weird that you were joking about our friend that no, died. no. Brett, the, that's what's even crazier is they didn't they don't say that's weird. They go, ha ha, funny joke. <laughs> like they don't even it doesn't even bother them at all. It bothers Anna de Armas. She's like, you shouldn't have joked about that. But it doesn't bother him. And it doesn't even bother the blondie enough because blondie's like, huh, weird. You shouldn't joke about that. Anyway, I'm still going to have sex with your wife and come to your house for dinner and meet your kid. Yeah, and eventually he and then and then he comes back to have dinner, and then Ben Affleck again is like, "I might murder you." <laughs> Lol. <laughs> and then he eventually leaves, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to New Mexico and get out of here." Yeah. And then Ana de Armas immediately starts dating the white jock Nate Jacobs from Euphoria. Right, but who, he's a cool jazz piano player. This. <laughs> this uh, in a movie full of absolutely wacky performances. <laughs> this might be the king. This might be like take the cake, the king cake, the baby know. cake in Tracy New Orleans. Lett. I this love guy, Tracy. Lett. I think his name is Jacob Elordi. Is the name yes. of the actor. He's like yeah. pretty good in Euphoria as like this sociopathic. Like the the if the the jock like the big quarterback jock was like also kind of like a sex sociopath. Mm-hmm. He's like really good you you fucking hate him on euphoria which is a testament to how good his performance is i believe and in this it's like he's like shirt half unbuttoned jazz pianist guy and he looks he looks like he's 21 and he's doing this thing he's like he's kind of like a yeah i'm a jazz player cool cat sort of and it just seems so weird coming they cast this guy because he is unbelievably attractive. He's I cute. did not yeah. buy him as like a swinging no. jazz player. He was just like playing on It was on, like, like he it was like he was playing the piano, but the keys were playing themselves. He took his hands off the piano, you know? There was, was like- definitely a scene where like in the middle where Anna Darmus is like, "Come on, Ben, play for everybody." And he's like, "Okay." And then kind of just moves his arm and they never show his hands. Oh, also, at one point, Anna de Armas sings a little song. Oh, and yeah, everyone she does. loves it. And that's the thing. I couldn't tell. I was like, okay, does everyone in Ben's life love her? Or do they think she's weird? Do they hate her? What? Like, no, you couldn't get a grip, a temperature on how anyone felt about anything. Okay, so to recap. <laughs> <laughs> One of Anna, Anna's Armas is constantly cheating on her husband. Yes. The first guy that we know of, this happens before the movie starts, disappears. Later, she starts cheating on him with another guy. Ben Affleck says aloud at a party, I killed the other guy. You better GTFO, dude. Right. Everyone hears this and is like, whoa, 
That's pretty crazy. This guy leaves town. She immediately starts dating another guy who, here we go, spoilers, Ben Affleck murders at a house party. Yeah. He was literally the last person to be seen with him. He murders right. him. The cops come and, and Anna everyone's says, like, and he's like, oh, did he say something weird there too? No, he doesn't say anything weird, but Anna DeArmas is like, my husband killed him. My husband killed him. And everyone's like, yeah, it was kind of weird that he like made a joke about murdering the other guy his wife was sleeping with. And the cops are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't take it seriously at all. And Anna Darius is like, um, why isn't anyone listening to me? And the, the movie makes a choice to not show him killing that guy. Okay. But we they do kill that. They do, like five minutes later. No, yeah, but that they make it the way it's filmed is like maybe it was just his fantasy doing that. No, no. Yeah, he he straight up killed him. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, Tracy Letts is in this film. <laughs> okay, Tracy Letts, please a big Tony fat. winning <laughs> actor, screenwriter, playwright, director, probably one of those talented theatrical icon, yeah, I, people in America. Yeah, in He's every like, in all the ways uh, Brett just said, he is an incredible actor, an amazing playwright. August Osage County. I mean, he's incredible. Maybe not the movie, but. But, no, but the, the stage play, which I saw twice. Um, but so He's like, I'm a noir detective. <laughs> uh, I write noir detective novels. And he's married to a blonde who's younger than us. And they have a daughter. And this She's really burned my She's roughly our age. I actually know the actress from a few other things. Uh, yeah, she was familiar. It, she, no, yeah, this like, is what really got my goat, Brett. They have a daughter who's like 10 years old, and her name is Goldie. My daughter's I called this out because there's a scene. Yeah, her daughter. Yeah, their daughter's like 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. So how old was this? Is this and lady? Kristen Connolly? It's Kristen Connolly. Okay, she's a bit old. She's born in 1980, so she's four. She looks. She looks much Great. younger than. Yeah. Maybe that's why she's a, such a successful actress. She looks young. Well, but still, yeah. She. Why does she have? Then she had this kid when she was like 22 with old ass Tracy Letts. Yeah. Anyways. And they call her Goldie. And at one point, they're all having lunch outside. And they keep saying, Goldie, go inside. And this kid yeah. does not Gold- move her ass. <laughs> Goldie's given some lip when Ben Affleck, the murderer, goes to their house and is like, what are you doing calling me a murderer? I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Goldie, we don't want you to hear this. Go inside. Go inside. She does not. She stays sitting. I was like, Goldie, get your ass inside. And that's what my life's going to be. It's telling my Goldie to go inside. But so Tracy Letts, yeah, he, we learn, we meet him and immediately he's like, I write movies. I'm a noir <laughs> detective who writes books. And, and I don't like you, Ben Affleck, because I have a big problem with your drones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember Ben Affleck invented drones earlier. And like every once in a while in the movie, he'll be like walking by a TV and they'll be like, some drones killed a hospital filled of children in Iraq today. <laughs> yeah. And You're Ben like, Affleck, no, no emotion. But if you talk about, but don't talk about eating his slugs. Cause then he's getting fired up. But you mentioned the slugs, right? He has yes. a he has a yeah the cave the back cave full of slugs, and so, he's like slugs are my are, are like beautiful creatures. Yeah, exactly. And there's no point to this, by the way. All it is is to be like no, there's to, many to, to be like this guy's weird. 
There's many layers. First of all, they were a red herring because at one point, one of Anna's lovers is like, well, why don't we just eat the slugs? And Ben goes, slugs are poisonous. They would kill you if you ate them. And we're, and so you're like, oh, he's going to he's gonna kill one of these people by force eating them slugs or like maybe that's how he's been killing them all along. No, never comes back. Not just a fun fact about slugs. And then the other thing, this is a theory. Slugs are disgusting. They're slimy. They're dirty. They're small and pathetic. Are they representative of the main couple who are also pathetic and disgusting? And who else would love them but each other? Great question. Because <laughs> that's a thing. So Like ben, the drones, there's no payoff. Yeah, <laughs> there's no payoff whatsoever. So Ben's playing with his drones. He loves to ride his bike. He, he mountain bikes everywhere. He mountain bikes everywhere. New Orleans. <laughs> which is relatively flat, <laughs> below sea level place. Well, there Don't is. worry. The entire act three like takes place on a mountain range. That's <laughs> yeah, like exactly. biking distance from don't, their house. Don't forget the gorge, Brett. So, okay. She keeps taking lovers, but they keep fighting. And she like loves to taunt Ben about the fact that she's like having sex with these other guys. And he's like just worthless to her. Um, but they also keep doing like sexy stuff in the car. There's a lot of like car handies, car blowies, car stuff going on. They Okay. By the way, also, there's like a lot of like scenes in a car. And it yeah. seems like a sedan for most of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then... Two-thirds of the way, three-quarters of the way through this movie, Ben Affleck all of a sudden <laughs> has this beautifully restored, gorgeous. gorgeous Ford Bronco, like from the early 80s, that's like gunmetal black. Amazing and like, car. You know, just like a really cool-looking, yeah. restored old SUV. And you're like, where did this car come yeah, from? I hate we cars. We see so many sex acts happening in a different car. I hate cars. And I saw this car and it took my breath away. I was yeah. like, that's the thing. I was so jealous of their lifestyle. Her clothes are incredible when she's wearing them. Uh, and even and when she's, she's not, not she she's looks not 100% good. of the time. I will say that. <laughs> she's got a lot of great little black dresses, some cute two-piece two sets, some cardigan sets. She just looks absolutely stunning this whole okay. movie. We have other stuff to talk about. Okay. The third <sighs> act. Okay. She has a new boyfriend <laughs> that... Ben kidnaps in his brand new restored Ford, like 1983 Ford Bronco. Yeah. He kidnaps him and he kills him. <laughs> he kills like him instantly. by throwing a rock at his head. <laughs> okay. By the way, also, okay, here we go. I should have said this, that at the party with the guy from Euphoria, Ben drowned him in a pool. Yeah. It wasn't a, it wasn't a deep pool. <laughs> no, I would say maybe probably not. six or seven feet, which... When you're at the pool, you're like, you have to specify there's the deep end and there's the shallow end. But right. I wouldn't call seven feet particularly no. deep water. No. You can a, touch it with your tippy toes. In a toes. global geological sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's murder one. Murder two. He just like hits this. He throws a rock at this guy's head. <laughs> at this creek in this mountain. Yeah. And... He falls down into some incredibly shallow water. <laughs> Very, like, in a so creek. shallow. So shallow that, like, this guy is just floating at the top. And Ben has to go back the next day to be like, shit, I should put him in some deeper water. And, and he's but just even floating. Then, yeah. yeah, but, like, he put some rocks in his pants and stuff, and he sinks them. 
And but anyways, that's murder two. And I would say that murder did not. That murder occurred in pretty shallow water. Yeah, I would totally agree. <laughs> the next day, Anna to Armas is like, "Hey, we should all take a picnic. You know what place is great? This creek." Where you murdered that guy. She doesn't know <laughs> yeah. at the gorge. She doesn't know that he murdered the guy. But of all fucking places to take a picnic, like this like disgusting brown like piece of woods. She's yeah. like, let's go to this exact spot where you murdered this guy yesterday. But also, and they, also go. <laughs> they make it seem like it's a real fucking hike to get to. That's why they have to take the Bronco. It's like out of town. It's hard to get to. It's annoying. Yeah, because when he takes the when he take kidnaps the guy the first time, they're like dr- driving for a while, and the guy's <laughs> like kind of nervously like, "Man, we're, we're driving pretty far out there. Where is this place? It's far away. You're driving off road for a long amount of time." Anyways, they go, they have a picnic, and Ben notices his victim's like arm is like yeah. kind of floating up. Like, not the whole body, but you can kind of be like, if anyone wants to investigate, they'd be like, yeah, there's a dead body in this deep water. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) it's just like every and here's the thing. We know. Listen, I know we're not original talking about the fact that all the murders, everything I've seen is like this movie should have been called Shallow Water because it's true. That's my point. Because we're not done with the murders and we're not done with the murders happening in very shallow water. Yeah. Okay, Danielle, users, listeners won't know, but we had an edit point there. Yes. Danielle found her charger. So we are good to go for another 45 to 60 oh, yeah. hours. Here. Yes. <laughs> I can spend so much time talking about this movie. Yeah, I was appreciating. It was it really lit a fire under my ass. I was like, oh, my God, I got to get all my thoughts about deep water out in 10 minutes. But um, so the third act. The lover is dead. He's in the water. His hand keeps popping up because Ben didn't put enough fucking rocks in his little pockets to weigh him <laughs> down. Those chinos. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben realizes this and instead of taking the Bronco, that fabulous car, he's like, I also need some exercise. Let me ride back to the gorge on my bike. And also, no, hold on. We missed one okay. thing. Okay. Anna yeah. says... I lost my scarf at the picnic that we had right next to where you murdered a guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's like, I'll come back tomorrow. I'm going to take a mountain ride bike fucking 50 miles out into the middle of nowhere. But he does. So he does that and he goes to the body to try to like weigh it down some more and he grabs a big stick. To try to like, I don't know. Poke him down. Poke him down. (laughs) So as he's doing this, he's standing over the body. He's knee deep in the shallow water because that's as deep as it goes. Who Not deep appears? water, folks. <laughs> Who appears? But Tracy Letts. <laughs> Tracy Letts is wearing. They're both. I, their outfits were killing me. They're both wearing button-down shirts. Chino's Ben's wearing a little. Yeah, Ben's wearing a little fleece vest. I'm like, what is this? A day at the office? You're at the gorge. But <laughs> this is where Tracy Letts. I'm convinced knew this was a comedy because <laughs> Tracy Letts. <laughs> Tracy lets sees Ben. He's like, oh, what are you doing down there, Ben? And Ben's, Ben's voice cracks. He's like, nothing. <laughs> oh, just looking for the scarf. <laughs> and then Tracy lets hold up the red scarf the red that scarf. Anna left behind. But then Tracy lets How does he know <laughs> to be Tracy out Lutz, there looking for like, Why would... 
<laughs> Why would you pick up a scarf? It's one thing if you're like... <laughs> Tracy Letts is after Ben Affleck. He had like a he had like a PI following him. Tracy Letts is convinced for his next novel that he's writing that Ben Affleck is the murderer and he's going to write his next great detective noir novel about <laughs> Ben Affleck. So he's following him, and he's like sees a fucking scarf in the dirt, and he's like, "Let me just pick this up." <laughs> Danielle, I mean, you used to live in, in New York City. If you just saw like a scarf on the ground in, in Central Park. I mean, that's disgusting. Who knows what bodily fluids are ingested exactly. into And that it's like a fabric. scarf is the least because it's like, oh, maybe someone left a piece of jewelry, a pair of nice shoes, or you could see where the designer was. A scarf is a piece of fabric. It's just a little piece of, it's a swatch of fabric that makes no sense to pick up. It's like a rag, basically. So it just does not make sense to pick it up. Anyway. Late, Tracy's got the scarf. He's got the scarf. Oh, this scarf? <laughs> what are you doing in the water? The scarf, why would the scarf be in the water? It's like up here on land. And then, but then Tracy Les is like, and why do you have that big stick? <laughs> and Ben tries to hide the stick. He tries to hide it. And Ben's like, uh, uh nothing. <laughs> but then, then Tracy Les tries to get a little closer and he stumbles down the hill just ever so slightly, just enough to be like, he is the ultimate dad bod in this film. He stumbles. Anyway. So Ben's like, uh, no reason. But then the hand of the dead guy floats to the top and Tracy Letts from the top of the mountain, minus the symbol, sees it and absolutely freaks out and is like, I knew it. <laughs> and runs, runs to his car. Now, this is where, this is the best. This, he, this is like, I, I can't even describe like what, this is like, uh, Charlie Chaplin, <laughs> Steven Spielberg, <laughs> Phil Lord, and Chris Miller. Like, this is the, the epitome pinnacle. of, like, yeah. action, comedy, <laughs> high stakes. Like, what is about to occur is so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, it starts with Tracy Lutz running to his station wagon. Subaru. <laughs> like a Subaru. <laughs> And he presses the unlock and relock button like 10 times. So ben, at this point, you're like, ben, ben Affleck is chasing him. Like, I'm going to murder him now. Yeah. And you think that it's going to go into this one thing because he's doing this thing where he's running and like fumbling with his keys. Right. And he's like, he's going to get locked out of the car and he's going to get right. murdered. No. We had the beat of like, oh, is he going to lock himself out of the car? No, he gets in the car. He gets in the car. Is the car not going to start? A little bit of drama. No, that car starts. <laughs> then then he fumbles for his phone. Oh, is the phone dead? Does it have He starts driving yeah. for like five fucking minutes, <laughs> speeding through the woods in a Subaru cross track. Oh, and he said, by the way, Ben jumps on his mountain bike and starts after him. And Tracy Lutz has, literally has the line, oh, what, you're going to catch me on your bike, motherfucker? <laughs> like... <laughs> He says that, okay? As he's in his car, he could do a very tepid 30 miles an hour and get rid of Ben Affleck. He does not have to speed. So, not, not, not this Ben But that's ben not Affleck. the choice he makes. <laughs> that's not this Ben Affleck. It's not the choice he makes. Ben okay? Affleck chases him in his mountain bike. 
and maintains pace. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so then so then Tracy Letts decides to get out his phone. Okay. <laughs> And another, another, I'm like, there's no service or it's going to be an issue. No. But instead of calling the cops or calling whatever, he decides to text his wife and he's texting her. I knew it. He's a murderer. Yeah, but, but the phone doesn't like autofill it correctly. And so Tracy Letts goes, God damn, autocorrect. And like the phone, <laughs> the phone slips out of his hand. And so then he fumbles for the phone. He's like, oh, I got to finish writing this text. Why wouldn't you just call? Why would you not just call? Hands Why wouldn't baby. you also be like, I have a car. <laughs> Let me just focus on the driving here. And like in one minute, I'm going to get away from Ben Affleck, who's on a bicycle. Doesn't happen. This guy is like drifting through the woods as he's fumble, as he's trying to text and drive. And he's like stopping and starting and going. And Ben Affleck is keeping up with him. Ben Affleck <laughs> well, makes no. a shortcut. He makes a shortcut. Yes. But still. He makes a shortcut, but he overshoots the shortcut. And then he fumbles on his bike where he falls off his bike in front of Tracy Letts. Tracy Letts grabs his phone, looks up, is about to run over, and is like, no, I don't want to run over Ben Affleck. So he swerves to the right, which leads him to driving off a cliff. It's like Toons is the cat. The car literally just drives off of the cliff and, like, explodes <laughs> and lands in shallow water. <laughs> and then Ben is pretty much just like, well, that takes care of that. <laughs> like Ben just literally just rides on. home without a care in the world. And that's it. That's the movie. That is the, that is the movie. He gets home and Anna DeArmas is like, well, should we have dinner? Like she, <laughs> she had the thought for a second she was going to leave him. She had the bag packed, but then she thought better of it. I was waiting for some sort of reveal that maybe Anna was a part of these sexy mind games, these mm. dangerous mind games. Yes. That maybe, if anything, she was a semi-knowing participant, that she right. was selecting men to die by mm -hmm. the hands of her husband. Yeah. That's what we all I was, wanted. I was waiting because this is this is like the psychological sexual thriller. Mm -hmm. And it never goes there. It's just like, no. oh, she just cheats on him all the time and he just keeps on murdering her boyfriends. He invented drones, by the way. There's this other guy. He's writing a book. That doesn't, nothing, <laughs> that would like. <laughs> Everything is very face value in this movie that the way it tells the story is like, oh, something, something, there, there, there is some twist coming on. There is some sort of secret to going on with how cryptic people are being with each other. No. A serial no. cheater, all of her boyfriends get killed by a serial killer who happens to be her husband. Yeah. And that's it. And they're just going to keep doing it. And no one in their friend group really cares. No one's really upset. You know, everyone's, they're some more of store like Ben. Why do you let her cheat on you? They're not like, Ben, why are you killing people? 
it's, it's really so it's really an incredible film. Um, I highly recommend everyone watch it. It's quite long, but it, I think the payoff of the of the bike car scene in the end really makes it worth it. It was so fucking strange. <laughs> also, also, did you watch to the end credits? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Fred has to sit down. <laughs> this, okay, so this movie, there's murders, there's sex, there's violence, there's snails. It's like got a, it's trying to do a bit of a Silence of the Lambs thing. It's, it's like, got oh, it man, all. Look, look at yeah. how many snails, how many bugs are in his place. This movie ends... And over the credits, like it's a fucking Mike Myers movie, <laughs> there is a long outtake of the daughter character singing, singing in her car seat. There is a scene earlier in the movie where Ben is driving her to school and she's in her car seat and they're singing like some like disco song, whatever, yeah. from like the 70s. And it's like 20 seconds long. The credits ending, like it's a ro- like it's a romantic comedy or something like that. Yeah. The, it's over longer- the credits is like a full ass, like three minute take of this very, very cute little girl. Oh, she's great. This sitting scary. in her car so seat, cute. coloring and singing along to the song from the 70s. Like we just watched like, again, yeah. like a, like a Mike Myers movie or something yeah. like that. Or a like, J-Lo rom-com. A movie where there's like a, like a curtain call kind of credit sequence. It was just like. It's so weird. It's such a weird choice. It was such a weird choice. Adrian Lyon is a freak. Capital F freak. And that's why I love him, honestly. This movie was not good. (laughs) But don't you love, like, didn't you love? I loved the experience. Yeah. I loved the experience. It is. That's what I'm looking for in films. Yeah, it's, it's just uh when I say I want more original IP, less superhero movies, this is literally exactly what I'm talking about. I want This is a superhero two movie. Yeah. He's got a cave full of of scary Slums. animals. Yeah. And he can bike faster than a than a car. <laughs> than a speeding car. Yeah. Tracy Letts, you know, give the man his props. God damn. Why was he in this? <laughs> Why was he in this? Like I know he's probably a big pa- Fatal Attraction fan. Maybe, maybe. So- Didn't Adrian Lyne do Fatal? I'm pretty sure he did Fatal Attraction. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, you guys. Oh my god, that was the best thing I've watched in so long. I guess we can talk about Survivor and Big Brother Canada too. <laughs> okay, let's do Survivor. <laughs> okay. I have an important positive note. Yes. Up that I will say about Big Brother, but we'll yes. save that for the Big Brother conversation. Okay. <laughs> Survivor. No, I liked. I like, but I thought Survivor and Big Brother this week were both fun. It's just, you know, they didn't give me the laughs that uh, Deepwater really did. Yeah, but I know, so, I know. I'm sorry. Because um, basically Survivor was pretty much just like, Jonathan is really strong. That's that's mostly what I got from this episode of Survivor. I think we got a really good look into, for the first time, the politics of the green team. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel is a fucking snake. He's a killer. and He, he is. And I liked like, it. Oh, I loved it. But also in a sort of like Tracy Letts sort of way where he's Ooh. like a bit bumbling. Damn, you ought to correct. I lost your <laughs> idol. Wait, and let me just note, Tracy Letts is, yeah. his character's name was Dawn, which is very close. 
to Daniel. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go on. Go on. Earlier in the day, Daniel, who's just so fucking anxious and neurotic. Yeah. We love a Jew. We love a Jewish king. Oh yeah. <laughs> he uh he's like I need to read the fine I'm a lawyer. I need to read the fine print on your uh, idol. On your three-way uh shared idol. He loses the idol. He loses the piece of paper. Mike is freaking out. Jenny knows about it and you're like this is <laughs> This is definitely something that is going to come back later in some <laughs> oh, yeah. sort of way. Um, then we go to the challenge. Holy shit. This challenge is... Uh, too hard. That was too hard. Yeah, you're right. Jonathan is very strong. Uh, I, I, I was like, I, they've reached... It really was peak survivor because I was like, they need to stop this. <laughs> it's too hard. If only one person can do it and he's literally, literally carrying the other people on his team, then it's just not fair. Usually don't, don't they do, don't they like do a test run of these and see like if other people can handle it? Was it, the water looked really rough. So I don't know if it's just the water that day was Yeah, I think maybe if the water were, yeah, you're right. I think if the water were smoother, they might've been able to do it. But the water was, I thought someone was going to fucking drown. Like that was really, really dangerous conditions. Not to mention the fact that none of these people have eaten for days. Yeah. Yeah, I was because at first I was like, oh, Jonathan, and I still think this, obviously, I was just like, oh, Jonathan's just a beast. Then I was like, wait, no, yes, he's a beast. But also, this is just really actually impossible. And I felt bad for everyone else. (sighs) That was um, that was that was like a really harrowing experience watching (laughs) that. And Jeff loved it. Jeff was like cackling afterwards. He couldn't contain his glee. Anytime Jeff has to interject in some sort of way, anytime anytime someone's like hurt at the camp and Jeff yeah. like swings in on the helicopter, like, <laughs> tell me how does it feel right now? Can you breathe? Tell me how that paper cut, how Explain deep is it? Explain the pain. Explain the yeah. pain right now. Um, okay, so yeah, the green team loses. Um, and... Uh, they get to select one person who, um, or the winning team, I'm sorry, the winning team, the orange team selects one person to go to make a choice island. They select Chanel and Omar. And they go to make a choice prisoner's dilemma island, which a bunch of people have already been to this season. And it seems like they're kind of catching... At first, it seems like they're kind of catching on to the rules of this these these pair this pair of seasons better than the season forty one people because they're using the shot in the dark. They're doing like they're using all the mechanics that we kind of saw brought on in season forty one that nobody used. Like one right. person did shot in the dark, and it was like lame. Like yeah, basically we've seen already two two more shot in the dark uses than the entirety of of last season. Um, so there's the prisoner's dilemma thing of if you both, you know, don't risk, you both keep your vote. If you both risk, you both lose it. And Omar and Chanel go on this journey and they talk about what they're going to do. And they're talking to the camera. They're like, I know exactly what Omar's going to do. I know exactly what Chanel's going to do. I'm super fucking confident. Also, yeah. I can't lose. I cannot afford to lose my vote. 
I'm going to tribal council. And they're both dumb. They both, <laughs> they both didn't risk a vote. Yeah. <clears throat> In a way, I thought Chanel was happy about it, though. Because it worked out in a way, it was it was hard because like her at tribal council, she didn't want to have a vote. She didn't want to say who she wanted gone. And Daniel like really wanted to stab her in the back. And he said then, but he was trying to make it seem like she was stabbing him in the back, but she wouldn't say who she wanted, who she would use his vote on. It was just such a messy, but in my mind, I was like, oh, she must be really glad actually that she doesn't have a vote right now. But when you say it like that, which she did, she was like, I don't have a vote. So I don't, you know, I can't weigh in. And he wouldn't let her get away with it. He was like, no, if you did have a vote, who would you? So it was interesting how that played out for Chanel. So this tribal council, I saw someone tweet, like, you know, the tribal council is going to be lit when they start the tribal council at like the 40 minute mark of the hour. And you're like, oh, boy, we got 20 whole minutes of everything that's going to go down. There's going to be a tie. There's going to be all sorts of stuff. And let me tell you, that's exactly what we got. Oh, yeah, baby. And let me just say before we get to tribal, Marianne found the... um, the idol where you have to say the ridiculous phrase. Yeah. Um, when she said the phrase, I was like, she's the perfect person to win this because it yeah. sounded normal coming out of her. <laughs> it was like, this was made for her. That was just, just so just another point about this episode until we get to Chapel Council. So I like Marianne a lot. We've spent a lot of time talking about how Marianne is our girl, mm-hmm. our woman. Yeah. <laughs> my little women um, immediately finding the idol and being like, Hey guys, I found it. How exciting. <laughs> Bad move. Don't tell a soul that you have an idol. Yeah. Don't tell a soul that you have a secret power. It's never good. It's never good. She did it. She did it. Um, you know, oh, she kind of came close last week. I'm just saying she came close last week. We, we all want her to win. I want her to win. Oh, yeah. I want her to kiss that guy's Zach on the mouth. On the mouth. Deep water. <laughs> and, and now there was that now this competition was deep water. That was deep water. <laughs> yeah. Um I I don't know. Just like the idea of it's just never good when you have a power or you have any sort of smart ideas of like what to do in Survivor. Never express that out loud. It just makes people hate you. It just makes people be like, oh man, she's playing. I don't want anyone playing the game. Yeah. I want losers. I can play the game. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So back to tribal council. So yeah, there's only two votes. There's four votes. Mike at first, there's four votes out of six people. Mike and Chanel don't have votes. There's four people voting. It's a tie. Hi. It's like, what's going on? What's going on here? Mm -hmm. And we should say it's a tie between Jenny and Lydia. Jenny, our queen, Lydia, who I don't really know who she is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Tie. We're going to do it again, but Jenny and Lydia don't vote. It's a tie again. Only two people vote now. Mm -hmm. High is like, Jeff, what's going on? Where's the votes? And Jeff is like, sorry. Some stuff's going on that you don't know about. Two people lost their votes due to some game mechanics that you're not aware of. Mike and Chanel 
reveal, have to reveal that they don't have a vote. Right. And now it's time to think about if we're going to draw rocks. And this is, I, I mean, I was like, I was like Ben Affleck murdering <laughs> teenager, <laughs> pet, petting his, petting his snails. Cause I was, I was so happy with how this went down. It was, oh man. I mean, I, we like Jenny, obviously, but, um, yeah, I know that how, she was a real casualty of like a fun tribal council. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the tribal council was so good that I was, I was really fine with it. So, I was like, I'm riding, I'm attaching my boat to, to Lydia here. And I would rather risk this than risk going to, to rocks here than vote her out. I'm not going to do it. Dan, who is right in the on the line, he's, he's kind of been playing everybody. He's playing a little bit of everybody. And he did not want to reveal what side he's on. Right. That he was kind of with Mike and he was kind of more loyal to Mike and Jenny <clears throat> mm-hmm. than he was to Chanel and uh, High and Lydia. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Chanel was with Mike. Sorry. Mike and Jenny and Lydia. No, I... <laughs> Sorry, back up. Mike, Jenny, Chanel were voting together. Mike and Chanel don't have votes. Um, And then the other side was Hi and Lydia. And Daniel said his stated purpose for the evening was not going to rocks, no matter what. And yeah, he says he so he makes his viewpoint very clear. He's like, Jeff, everyone. I don't want to go to rocks. We should not go to rocks. Like let's let's figure this out. I I as a as a fellow anxious Jew. <laughs> oh. I know how that luck works out. I know it's only 25%, but for me, for my history, for my blood, it feels like it's 100%. I'm going home. Like that's just I would have done the same exact thing that Dan would have done, which is, well, you know what? I need to live another day and he says to Hi, he says to Lydia, he was kind of in a group of four. It was going to be him, Mike, Chanel, and Jenny coming out of this. And Hi was just going to be, the. there's only going to be five people left. And Hi was going to be on the outs. Lydia was going to be gone. And Hi, I'm sorry, Dan asked Hi, are you going to hold this against me? He asked Lydia, are you going to hold this against me? He basically flipped sides and he said, you know what? I'm going to make this three on two. I'm going to hop to the three on two and I'm going to save my ass for tonight because I feel like if I draw rocks, I'm going to fucking lose. Yeah. And it was just such a messy. He said that, oh, he had the line of the night because you just said you related to him. I related to him saying this. He was like, Jeff, here's why I'm going to lose Survivor. Yeah. I am paranoid. I am anxious. I don't trust anyone. And I was just like, I love this line. Here's why I'm going to lose Survivor. I just thought it was so funny. Jeff loved it too. It was Jeff a good was line. great tonight. When High was like, where are the votes? He's like, let me yeah. get to it. <laughs> so good, Jeff. So good, Jeff. Um, yeah. High takes a stand and actually flips the math of the of the tribe in his favor, it was going to be a one versus four, and it turned into a three versus two, where he's on the three, um, and she kind of throws Chanel under the bus. Oh yeah, in doing so, Chanel got like she did not have a good travel council. I don't think no. she came across well at all because she came across really. That was the thing I would say, even though yeah, Dan was like also a mess. He was putting her feet to the fire, and I don't think her responses were good. 
I, I just don't think she handled it well. Like, no, you don't have a vote, but you should be able to like speak to Dan's accusation, Daniel's accusations or she was trying to get High's attention and he wasn't really like giving it to her. I don't know. I just don't think it was a good tribal for her. I think she's no, weakened I mean, significantly from this. Not to mention the whole fact that like all she had to do was save her vote, protect her vote. It was just, and, and none of this would have happened. It would have been a four to one. It would have been, I'm sorry, it would have been a three to one. Um, vote against Lydia and then you would have had the numbers. You would have had you, Dan, and Mike um, and Jenny against Ty. And like you would have basically, you know, survivor, weird stuff happens all the time. But you would have kind of bought yourself probably another tribal council. And now, if we are going to tribal council here, who knows what's going to happen with the green team if people are just going to be like, oh, you know, Dan's a snake either way. Um, you know, Ch Chanel's not in a great spot because of what she did on the on the Make a Choice Island and what she did in the, the, um, the Tribal Council. It was like a pretty rough week of not only the social gameplay, but like the strategic gameplay as well. It was, it, it was not great. Yeah. A couple days for her. No. And it also wasn't good, honestly, for Lydia, just because... I still don't know who Lydia is. <laughs> I don't remember her. So she goes to music festivals. Was she worth? Was she really worth saving over my Park Slope Park Slope Princess Jenny? No, I know, I know. All right, I don't Jenny. think she was. I said this at the beginning of the season. I said Lydia is going to go far in this game. Yeah, because she she isn't really going to offer much, and if she survives at first, she survives tonight. I, you know, at the merge, especially at the merge, people are going to be like, she is such a fucking weakling. Like she's going to, I don't think, I don't think she's going to win, but I could see her going to final three just by virtue of making the merge and just everyone being like, it's like, it's like 22 year old girl. She like sucks in the competitions. Like, yeah. Why the hell would we vote her out? Jonathan, by the way, back to Jonathan, back to Superman, Aquaman. Um, I, I know he's like well aligned with people and he seems like a friendly, gregarious guy, but God damn, you had a target paint on the on those lats, man. You had he the looks biggest lats like in the a world. Superhero and, when he's standing there next to everyone else. <laughs> I know he's trying to win the competition, but you he's just like especially to the other tribes, like they come in there and it's the first, you know, vote after the merge. You're gonna have six or something people from the other tribes being like, man, this guy has been killing us in every competition for the first third of the game. Got to get this guy out of here. Yeah. Yeah. We have one question about uh, Survivor, which was, yeah. and one comment from BBFan022, which is, hi, made a great move. Also, Danny, how do you feel about your winner pick going home pre-merge? Wow. Salt on the wound. You're like a snail. You put salt on the wound and you... I shrivel up and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't eat me because I'm poisonous. <laughs> you have to... That was the fun fact. You have to starve snails before you eat them. Otherwise, they're poisonous and they'll kill you. You're going to escar go away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't do that. Uh, um, so now we have to talk about Big Brother. Canada. America. Canada. North America. Our listeners in Germany and Israel. Mm. I did something that is not a BB casual move. 
I did something that was a BB freak move. (laughs) I got my VPN to work and I watched six episodes of Boot Brother in two days. That is simply too much. Did I did not have to go back and watch all of the Kyle week. Yeah. But listener, I did that for you. Yeah, exactly. So don't stop telling people we're the casual podcast. That is a professional level. That is a passionate move. Super passionate. Looking for an LTR with my listeners. What is not the- casual? <laughs> what is the opposite of? I know everyone calls the lamos like us casuals, but what is the term for the people who aren't casuals? Super fans. Oh, super fans. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so we're like, I, we're like, I'm a real we're casual. Like casual I didn't we're realize. casual plus. Yeah. <laughs> we're super casuals. Yeah. Um, so you watched so, and you loved. It was it was interesting because I knew everything that was going to happen and like watching it all play out. I was kind of expecting. I was kind of expecting more of like an egotistical, like almost cringy gameplay of him like bossing women around and telling them what to right. do. It wasn't that. It wasn't no. that. It was just like he was just like overthinking himself in every way. And, you know, like Herman says it best, like you went after three of your own uh alliances. Like go after Jess. Just like Go yeah. after someone like no one cares. Go, like, go after Helena, who like has her own little group with like Summer and stuff. I like Helena a lot. I like Summer a lot. I, I'm not wishing them to go home. I'm just saying, if you're in Kyle's position, you yeah. have the seven, and then you have this other five thing with like Herman and Moose and uh, the two, and like Stephanie and Jace. Like, just go after someone who's not one of those like twelve people or ten people. Like, totally. It's like. Yeah. So like go after Helena, go after Jess. Like, and well, it's not, you're not going to get that much blood on your hands. You're going to have your two actual uh, alliances be like, good week, good week for Kyle. He got us one step closer, didn't get out a huge target, but got us something that just reinforced our numbers by mm-hmm. one. Like, that's all he had to do. That's all you should do at this point in the game. Yeah. Well, that's why. So this current week that we just had where um, Gino wins HOH and he nominates Kyle and Kyle ended up going home, obviously. Well, I texted you after when I was watching like the first episode after the blindside eviction when Stephanie went home, where Kyle is so confused, so shocked. Uh, JC Lynn's yelling at him. I was like, I actually feel kind of bad for Kyle. Cause like you said, yeah, it wasn't that he was evil. It was just that he was like so bad. And then he was so wide eyed and like an absolute deer in headlights. I was like, I feel a little bit bad for him, honestly. Yeah, I mean, well, that was so Jace, this was a shock to her as much as it was yeah. to Kyle. And she had the absolute wrong read of it. She comes in yeah. like five minutes after the after the uh, eviction and she's like, Kyle, you orchestrated this whole thing. What the hell? Like, why didn't you tell me Steph was going to go? I could have like, I would have been sad, but I still would have voted with the house or whatever. Kyle's like, no, I was blindsided too. <laughs> and she doesn't, and she doesn't believe quite believe, she no, doesn't believe, she doesn't believe Why would she? <laughs> <laughs> He's a podcaster. He yeah, don't podcast. believe anything a podcaster says. But so 
So, yeah, he's just in the shit house. Gia wins, which is probably one of the more interesting things that could have happened other than Betty winning. You know, I wanted Betty to win. Why? To protect her boyfriend, Kevin? Like, can we can we call it what it is? Character development, baby. These two are going <laughs> to end up. I think Kevin's married. He's got like a black ring on his ring finger. I'm pretty sure. I think he's married. But even still, he's found his true soulmate in Betty. And I can't wait to see how that relationship further evolves. But yeah, Gino wins and um, he's also confused. What does he know? He doesn't know anything. He's also pissed off Marty. He makes a speech about, um, about respect when he nominates Marty that Marty gets really mad about. (laughs) Uh, Kevin is in a long-term relationship. He's not casual. He's in an LTR. But what about Andrew? Who's Andrew? His alter ego when he's wearing a suit is named Andrew. (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, I know obviously Kyle goes home, but to back it up, Gino's like, I got to go after Marty because he said he was going to vote with, you know, Steph and myself, and he didn't. And And he betrayed him. He backstabbed him. And then... Jess is a kind of a target du jour. Like everyone, like when you don't know what to do, you just put up Jess or Betty. <laughs> yeah. And Jess is like a better person to nominate in that because Jess actually is like a legit competitor. She got second place in what looked like a very difficult veto competition. Like I know it looked fun and there was sprinkles and snowflakes and cookies, but that right. did not, that was not an easy veto competition. It went like two hours as well. Yeah. So, so wait. So Gino nominates, who does he nominate first? Jess and Marty? He nominates Jess and Marty and he and says, Jess like, Marty, you back. Yeah. No, no. Marty wins. Oh, Marty wins. Sorry. Yeah. They go to the, they go, oh, they go to the veto competition, which this had an actual like heart wrenching moment where another box, you have to hold the boxes from your chest to this pedestal. Right. These presents. Yeah. You, yeah, the box, the boxes come. Here comes an optional box, which would make it your competition harder, make it less likely for you to win veto. Let me back up and just say, Tanisha really wanted to play in a veto for some reason. She got mm-hmm. her wish. And boy, the fucking, the genie, like the monkey's paw gave <laughs> yeah. her something and took something away. It took it, yeah. Because an optional box came down and this box was a letter from home, probably a letter from her daughter. But this competition was really hard. And she was like sobbing during this competition and had to make the choice. I'm actually going to throw away this letter from my daughter (laughs) to make this competition 10% easier. And she was crying. I, well, I mean, I don't don't wish to see like a mother in pain, but like the drama, the human drama of that was. So yeah. good. It was An really amazing funny. moment. Yeah. <laughs> Not funny, sorry, but like a great entertaining. Like something that Ever they since should she borrow. became a mother, you always <laughs> want to see other mothers in pain. Isn't I that right, see them Danielle? <laughs> yeah, right. Um it was something that I think uh the whether US should borrow. Like some some sort of like treat from home like that that people have to you know, yeah, either get or throw away. It's sort of like how they used to do that competition where it was like how bad do you want it would you shave your head yeah like 
stuff like that is really fun to watch. So yeah, would you go and slop for two weeks? Yeah. For something like, you know, you, would you burn this letter from your daughter? <laughs> oh my God, that'd be great. <laughs> we have your, ch- we have your childhood stuffed animal. Would you put it through a shredder? You know, whatever it is. Um, oh, that would be good. Yeah. But so, so yeah. Uh, Gino has to nominate someone else. They convince him. Obviously, Kyle is the easy choice. This is where your girl Summer comes in. Summer has been quite a player this last week. Yeah. Everyone likes her. She is like so funny and buoyant. And she has just been saying to Gino all week, like even before the initial nominations came out, she's just like, so letting you know, this is the, the temperature of the house right now. If you put up Kyle, that is an easy move. I know he's aligned with you, but you being aligned with him is it's bad for your game. And we're not gonna see we're not gonna see you as someone who cuts their own alliance member, stabs them in the back. We're gonna see you as someone who recognizes the the poison of the house and gets rid of them. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of laying some just laying some thoughts down, planting some seeds about that. And then after the veto competition, she does that again and she convinces him. What just amazing play from Summer this week. Yeah. She and she I said to my husband I was like her personality, like even the way she talks to Arissa, I was like she's a star. Like, oh, yeah. she's just so fun to watch. Uh, like, she's just very unique, very fun. She's someone very easy to root for. And I think I think she has a lot of people in the house blinded by her charm, except for our boy, Kevin. I think Kevin oh, really, really I likes they had a decent, her. Yeah, I, I thought they had a decent relationship. No, they have a great relationship, but I think he realizes that she's his biggest competition right now because he's also, let's give it up for our boy. He is playing a really good game too. He's also a bit of a puppet master, especially in a week. I mean, he's kind of, he's working. He has, he has these like individual relationships with everybody pretty much where he's not really an alliance, but like, Marty really trusts him and works with him. Just I mean, if really anything, Marty is the yeah. HOH this week. Do you know who convinced Marty to change his, to like recommend going after Josh, to flip his vote to save Josh instead of Stephanie? That was all Kevin in his ear that set yeah. up this entire scenario that Marty is on the block. At, you know, Gino's upset at him and Gino's putting him on the block. Like all of that, all of those moves were Kevin's ideas. Mm-hmm. And Marty still really likes Kevin a lot. Doesn't even connect the dots that like the only reason why he was in such a precarious position at the beginning of the week was because of what Kevin was was like nudging him to do. Um, so we, I love Kevin. Yeah, I'm just in shock. Honestly, party. <laughs> every time I see, yeah, that was disgusting. Every time I see him, I'm like, I can't believe he's still here. <laughs> but it, like his video, remember when we watched his video? We were like, this guy is gonna. Shine yeah. bright, but not long. And Shine yet, bright like a diamond. And yet here he is. Kai, uh, Musa, uh, Marty's obviously going to take himself down. Uh, Gino and Marty talk to each other. And they're like, you know what? We're bros again. Viva la France. Mm. And But let's pretend to still be a little bit salty at each other. Right. And Gino says, you should give me a spice. You should give a pretty spicy 
veto speech when you take yourself off. You should kind of come at me and, and and make it seem like we're still not on good terms. Right. And boy, do we get that. At line of the night, it sucks <laughs> to suck. <laughs> It's a dad, so <laughs> like so dad good. burn. Sucks to suck. <laughs> because it doesn't really mean anything. You can no. tell Marty was like, I don't actually want to say like anything mean about him because like, right. his family might be. Marty is kind of old school in that where it's like he really cares about like, what if my coworkers saw you call me a backstab? Like, who cares? Like, you're right. obviously on television and they have the full context of knowing what's going on. Like, yeah. But the idea of like your family can't hear that you like would be so insulting to your family, to your friends to be even called something, even in a fake, even in a completely contrived set up manner. I couldn't live with myself. So I'm just going to say it sucks to suck. (laughs) It's like just a nothing phrase. (laughs) Danielle. Yes. Did you pack a towel? Mm -hmm. Did you pack some sunscreen? Mm Mm-hmm. Because Expedia has <laughs> opened up a new a room and they got us a beach travel this? experience. Okay. They got us a room yeah. with some sand in it. Sand on the floor. And this part, <laughs> I was just like, okay, I can see how many times the producers were like, guys, can we get you just being a little more excited? Can we get you rolling around in the sand on the floor? I couldn't. And I really, Herman really tried to sell me on it. I'm sorry. I'm not buying I'm not buying. They're all like, wow, it's like a beach right here in the Big Brother house. Uh, yeah. And that room sucked. That looked like <laughs> a dentist waiting room. Like it was bright. There was sand. There was like two chairs. Yeah. Don't. I'm I'm not more likely to use Expedia. No. Now I actually ruin deplore Expedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's kind of. Not a lot happens on this one because it's like Kyle's you it's being just very clear. Yeah, too. it's a unanimous vote. He goes home. They, they did the very Big Brother thing of like, oh, let's let's like take one conversation slightly out of context enough where you're like, yeah. oh, is there going to be a flip? No, no. And then um, he does a really weird thing where he's like, he tries to make them think that he was. Canada's player or something. Yeah. He was like, I, the number 12 will let you know a big brother secret that I've been keeping because Canada voted as like a two truths and a lie thing as he leaves. No one believes him for one second. Arissa's like, why would you do that? I kind of believed him for one second because I was like, was I not paying attention close enough? No, because it was two truths and a lie. So I was no, like, but he said that. But he said the. But he said two truths and a lie. I climbed Mount Everest. I think that one was. He was supposed to. He was making it seem like the Everest one was obviously a lie, and that this one is a truth. I climbed I, Mount I was Everest. Like, I, just, I just didn't remember the the premiere episode that much, <laughs> and I also like remember back to week one. Kyle Moore was an online internet fave, darling. Yeah, I was like, internet he darling. actually did seem like someone who would win like a pre a preseason award. And then immediately Arissa's like, why the hell did you do that? That was dumb. Yeah, that's true. Um, I th- I was just like, he had to end on a goofy ass note. It it was fine. Like that thing, I was kind of fine with it just because you don't see it that much because that's a live scenario. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in if you if someone just said that on the feeds, you would hear Kyle 
You cannot use production <laughs> as a strategy. Yeah. Like they would call like that actually is breaking the rules. You're not allowed to make up stuff like that in the game of Big Brother. Um, so that when you do it on a live scenario where like you can't have a producer intervene. And who you're knows leaving. That, yeah. So like, it's like, what do you got to lose? You're not going to win. You've done all you can. You didn't even make jury. Did he make jury? No, right? It's no, not sorry. No, yet. no, yeah. no. So oh, I can't wait till we get to the jury house on the lake. Oh, God. On Lake Erie. <laughs> I just want everyone to know it snowed today. Oh, my it God. It snowed two inches. It's freezing. I live in hell. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, the goodbye speeches, Kyle, who is like an actual sociopath, not really, <laughs> but like a psychopath maybe, yeah. is like, just want to offer up support to everyone with mental illness out there. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> not oh. helping. And, like, and then Jess is like, I'm an alien. Be bored. <laughs> yeah. By the way, spoiler alert. I loved it. I loved it. Spoiler alert. This episode's oh, yeah, we're long. We're going to spoilers. Spoiler. Just one. HOH. Alien queen. It is the most interesting thing. I was, I'm like, I'm constantly impressed that the most interesting thing does seem to happen on Big Brother Canada, where it's like, thank God, Gino won HOH. Now Jess won HOH. And like the person on the block always wins Zito and takes themselves off, take themselves off. It's it's very fun. I mean, so we have we can go fully into um, spoilers on that because we have nominations and a veto competition have all been played as we have we're taping this on Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Do we want to Oscar wanna, Sunday? Oh. Please do, please. Okay, Jessica nominated Herman and Moose. I love it. And Herman won veto. So I don't know um, who she'll be going after. Uh, as a replacement nominee, because I'm just casual plus. I'm a super right. casual. Um, I just I like those noms, and I wish that I kind of wish they stayed the same. Because I don't know, Moose kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Yeah, I feel you. I like Herman a lot. I like Herman too. I think he's really funny and cool. Moose is just like I don't know. He's a young broy kind of guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine. It's just I wouldn't be sad to see him go the way I would. I'd, I'd like to see Herman do more. And um, a couple of the other people, so we'll see. I um, I'm interested to see how this week plays out, just to see. All right, Jess is actually in a in a position here to amass some relationships, and right. like, I think other I than think, Kevin, I think sometimes <laughs> when people win HOH, they get so um, obsessed with the idea of needing to take out a big target that they make really poor moves. See Kyle Moore 2.0. Mm -hmm. um, especially in the early part of the game, like if you are going to win, you're going to win, you're probably going to win HOH two or three times. Don't shoot your wad on your first HOH. Like maybe just get out a bloodless target and move on to the next week. And I think the actual power of HOH isn't about getting rid of someone like so you could say at the end like I got rid of Chino and he's a sexy firefighter and look at how great that move was. I think it's more about like actually building relationships so yeah. much so because next week Jess is not Jess is not going to be HOH right. So um, I'll, I'll be interested to see what she does how they go about doing that. So. um, 
I think Moose staying on on the block is is fine. Like I kind of feel you the same way about Moose, and um, it'll be interesting who they go after next. I Betty, I don't know Betty. To me, I'm just so nervous with Betty because I love yeah. Kevin so much. Like, is Betty like a live wire who's gonna like sell me foot back? I don't know. He's made kiss great Kevin and stab him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I would I would really love to see Betty win HOH. That would be a pure psycho chaos. Yes, move. and it'd be great. Um, well, that's all we we we're sort of late asking for questions and comments, so we don't really have much else. Um, although people did want to hear our take on the AMC Cinema um, <laughs> stand up act. Um, I am a Los Angeles resident. I have been to all three of the Burbank. You guys have to understand if you don't live in Los Angeles, there is something of a Bermuda Triangle right here in these continental United States. It is the fact that within a two block radius in Burbank, just outside of Los Angeles, just outside of Hollywood, there are three AMCs that are right next to each other. And you will buy tickets to one and you'll show up and you'll be like, fuck, it's the wrong AMC. And you have to go to the other one. And this is like, this is just a thing people deal with in Los Angeles is the Bermuda Triangle of AF, of AMCs. And if you were not aware, <laughs> there was a screening of The Lost City with Sandy Bullock. Channing and the Tates. projector broke. <laughs> and a middle-aged woman just got up and started <laughs> I don't doing think she was middle-aged. I do not think, I think she was She's a mother. 28. She has a child. I know. She, has, but she had an eight-year-old girl with her i think she was gen z this this mother she was like doing bits and <laughs> people were videotaping it and this person just was going and going and like no one was laughing and people were like heckling her it is just like pure chaos behavior and like multiple people went viral posting their experience of watching her like there's only like 100 people in there yeah the edit was the editing of these clip of her stand-up act was also very good because it was it was her saying the most like out of context and i'm sure even in context this was absolutely bananas but out of context it was her going like like, I have deep depression, and what about Asians? And I <laughs> love tarot cards, and then just singing opera. Like, it was, it was, you gotta watch this clip. I didn't watch it at first because I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like what I see, but I watched it. It's a minute of just very enjoyable chaos. So I, I highly recommend. I highly and not to mention it was at an AMC. I'm sure the, the Nicole Kidman commercial aired. Yeah at some point during it um you know quick quick before uh uh before they happen any oscars predicts oscar predickies um yeah i think power of the dog is gonna sweep i think will smith will win for king richard that's that's like minus five thousand at sports books like you're (laughs) you're not gonna win any money on that that's everyone knows what's gonna happen Man, I wish Deepwater was nominated. Next year. Then I'd have a horse in this next race. Next year. It's eligible for next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even think anyone good's going. I don't know. It still feels really weird. I know. I like the hosts, Amy Schumer and Wanda Sykes. And who else? Regina Hall. Ah, oh, love Regina Hall. Um, yeah. So I hope that, 
I hope that that part is fun. I, by the way, super off topic, but I watched a little of Amy Schumer's new show on Hulu, Life and Beth. Yeah. It's not good. Not, not for Danielle. It is very 2013. Oh, you like, <laughs> like sad, sad half hour comedy. I guess just like this, I don't know, the style of jokes, the music cues, like everything about it. I was like, did this get greenlit and made and then just got released Amy now? Schumer, you know what? Amy Schumer's like peak was 2013. I guess so. Train I really came out. Yeah. She was hanging out with LeBron. And That's Judd true. Apatow. I like her. She has a HBO Max show about um, when she was pregnant. And I thought that was really good, too. I, I don't know, man. It, it, it was not very good. I'll give my wreck of the week. Okay. Atlanta season three is back. First two episodes. Choice. Some choice shit. He's that doing the is, finger The loose fist, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, that show is... That show took like a four-year hiatus, and man, it is back and has not lost a step. It is equal parts funny and completely horrifying. Sometimes you uh, need a break truly, to find the genius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, so um, I recommend. Brett recommends. Wonderful. All right. Will, uh, you know, I wish there was another deep water we could give you guys homework to watch, but we don't. If you haven't watched it, watch it now. Um, and always tweet at us, hey Julie BB on Twitter. You can email us, hey Julie Big Brother at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week. Bye, Emma. Bye, Ben. Bye, Flux. Bye.